Shine KC. I'm your host, Dina Johnson, published author, small business entrepreneur, and domestic violence survivor. Imagine with me finally getting up enough courage to leave your abuser. Then the next time you go to church, your abuser is there in front of the entire church to ask forgiveness for what they've put their family through. The abuser seems so convincing to many people, many, but not their victims. They were still afraid and were not convinced the abuser was sincere. After the abuser went forward in front of the church, they made a beeline to the victim and the children telling one of the children that they were going to make things better and then everyone can come home. Then the victim witnesses someone telling your abuser, it's too soon for you to be making any promises to your family without missing a beat. An all too familiar facial expression changed to the one the victim had witnessed for many years. The victim thought to themselves, this was not good. It became clear that the abuser wanted to make things right just as a cover to get the victim and the children back home. The abuser then started stalking and eventually the same church the abuser stood before constantly had to guard every door of every service because of threats of harm to some of its members by the abuser. The abuser tried to drive the victim back home by cutting them off financially, cutting off all their financial resources, even going as far as convincing the insurance person to cancel the victim's car insurance. The victim tried to get a temporary order of protection through the court, but it was denied because the victim didn't report any prior abuse, so there was no record. The victim made a call to a domestic violence organization. The domestic violence organization worked quickly to find beds and safety for the victim and the children. Why? because the domestic violence organization knew the danger of post-separation abuse. It came time to go back to court and to try to get the final order of protection granted. The victim walked into the courthouse, went upstairs, walked right past their abuser. The victim's plan was to just head into the courtroom where they would be safe and wait. Just about a minute later, they felt someone sit down very close to them. To their horror, it was their abuser. The abuser was not supposed to be in the courtroom. The victim was paralyzed with fear. The abuser leaned very close to the victim and said, I was never served, so I'm not staying but I want you to know I've destroyed everything. All of your belongings, your furniture, pictures, photo albums. There is nothing you can do about it. And I'm leaving before they call your name. And off 
the abuser went. The victim was in shock. The judge finally calls the victim's name, and the judge said that they were not able to track down the person to serve them, so they could not proceed with the order yet. The victim told the judge that the person was just there in the courtroom harassing them, but it was too late because the victim was paralyzed with fear and hadn't let anyone know there was nothing the judge could do. The victim was so confused and just ready to go back to the shelter where they felt safe. Meanwhile, the abuser continued to call and stalk the victim. I digress for just a moment. Often when a victim finds the courage to leave an abuser, the abuse does not stop. Sometimes it gets worse. Abuse is about power and control. When an abuser thinks they have lost control, some abusers will stop at nothing to drive the victim back home. Post-separation abuse can last a long time and be very damaging after leaving an abuser. There are several elements of post-separation abuse. Today, I'm gonna talk to you about three of those elements. Coercive control, financial abuse, and harassing and stalking. So first, let's talk about coercive control. Coercive control creates a sense of fear that pervades all elements of the safe parent's life. Constantly belittles, undermines, shames and criticizes the safe parent so they can continue to abuse their victims emotionally. An abuser will strategically manipulate family and friends or community, which this abuser tried to within their church, to conflict with the safe parent to remain in control and gain an advantage. Basically, they're going to try to make people think that that victim of domestic violence is crazy. They impose a false narrative to make the safe parent or the victim doubt their reality, their memory, and their perceptions, which that's called gaslighting. And that's exactly what was happening in that courtroom, trying to confuse the victim with what was going on in reality after she left the family home. So next then, we're gonna talk about Financial abuse. Post-separation abuse often includes financial abuse. That's one of the first things that happens. The abuser will block all access to all bank accounts or any other financial resources. Most of the time, the victims of domestic violence don't have a lot of access to resources, so this is very easy for an abuser to do because they control the finances most of the time. The abuser can interfere or jeopardize jobs, job interviews, any kind of advancement of the victim. Um, They misuse litigation to make it a disadvantage for the safe parent or for the victim of domestic violence financially. Because as we know, the legal system, it does cost a lot of money to go through the legal system and to pay 
attorneys and legal fees and all of that to go to court. And if you don't have those financial means, it's very difficult to move forward. And they withhold, mismanage, or delay any kind of support payments and court-ordered reimbursements as long as possible. They don't care about anything but withholding any kind of finances to the victim. That is their sole purpose. So whether they get in trouble for it later, they are the abusers aren't even thinking about that. Their forethought and their focus will be on making sure that victim cannot make it without them. Now, lastly, the last element I'm going to talk about on the post-separation abuse issue is harassment and stalking. That abuser will bombard the healthy parent or the victim with an overwhelming number of emails and phone calls and threatening and abusive messages. They will stalk and monitor the victim's whereabouts. Their social interaction their social media nowadays via any kind of online communication tools or spyware. They will terrorize and intimidate that victim with threats without rising to the level of involving law enforcement. These abusers are very strategic. So it's not like they just are angry or is far beyond that. They have lost control and they demand for that control back. So in conclusion to our story, before the victim and the children left the violent abuser, the abuser took a headshot of each of them and collected all of their personal information. The abuser before the victim left the home was planning a murder-suicide, but it was foiled by the victim getting enough courage to leave. But the abuser rented a car, they bought a gun, they put five bullets in the gun and put all of the family's birth certificates, social security information, and headshots in a strong box. The abuser placed the box in the rental car and had cut their hair so they would not be recognized. More events happened that caused the victim to call the police to the family home. The victim was still safe, but the abuser leaving messages of suicide if the victim did not come home with the children prompted the victim to call the police. After the officer knocked on the door, there was one single gunshot. The police busted down the door and found the abuser with one gunshot wound causing their death. Four bullets were left in the barrel of that gun. The victim had someone look through the abuser's computer for any clarity. The research the abuser did on the computer found information like how to kill someone with one shot. Later the same week, a man came to the door. He was there to serve the abuser with papers to appear in court for the protection order I was hoping for months earlier. I and my three children were safe. Post-separation abuse, we need to take very seriously in society. Bye-bye for now.